Now I could talk to you and bitch at you about, <laughs> about the Doctor Who series. It's not going to be long. You know what I did like? What? Um, I'll pull it up. So, you know the way, like, Cybermen Daleks used to look like? Yeah. Let's look up Cybermen first. Let me... Images. So, like... This design... Mm-hmm. They brought it back. Like, they... With the newer series, they brought back the older designs. Like, see? Yeah. Like, it has the same body chassis as, like, the newer Daleks. Mm-hmm. But they're bringing back, like, older designs. Um... Unlike for the Daleks. Season 12? Question mark? 12 or 11? Oh, yeah. Like, uh... They're a little bit taller now, yeah. The very interesting... Like, the thing I found interesting about uh this dalek is it's the very first dalek that left scaro okay and it came to earth first mm -hmm. and like humans killed it and like cut it up in like three different pieces and like put its body throughout the world so it can't like come back to life mm -hmm. but you know someone kind of screwed that over but yeah like th this is what it looks like in full yeah, so it's much different than the newer ones. Um, I do kind of, I kind of like it though. I gotta say, you like this? Yeah. Cause this, this is what you and I are used to. Mm -hmm, the R era of Doctor Who. I really liked these Daleks, the ones that were all colorful. Yeah. I don't know why I enjoyed them more, but I did. The matte colors, I think, kind of made it a little bit. Um, well, they just look a little cleaner, a little more advanced, I'd say. I kind of liked this white one. I liked a lot of the original uh, designs, like this one with the cannon. Mm -hmm. I liked that. I feel as though the the like the new era Daleks that like you know, um, that like one originally for the new series, they're just not very threatening. I don't know why. I just look at them and like, like, like obviously you know from like lore you know they're threatening because they're like you know the ultimate fighting machine. Yeah. Um, but like, but looking at them, you're like, it doesn't even look like you can make it upstairs. You know, which they also made a joke about. Yeah, they did. And then it just flew. Yeah. But like they're they're they're, they're like moving tanks like. Um, I don't know. I just felt like the original Daleks just didn't look very threatening. I don't really even know how they would, like, have a war based on their appearance. Oh, you mean the Time War? Yeah, like, they, they like, they look like a powerful unit, but, like, you can't fight an entire war with tanks. That would be really weird. Um, as somebody who has not watched the new Doctor yet, <laughs> uh, 
uh, only seen clips. I've kind of been holding off because have you? Like I said, I also didn't watch like the last like two episodes from Peter Capaldi because I wanted to save them for a time when I really wanted to watch new Doctor Who. No, I think what you were holding off was waiting for the next Doctor after Whitaker to come in, and then you just watch that, and then you stop it before you see Whitaker's face, and then you start it after Whitaker's face goes away. <laughs> that would be so complicated, but the, the issue is, is I eventually am going to have to watch it, because I know they will reference, uh, you know. So, Revolution of the Daleks, this is, I'm sorry, I didn't want to cut you off. That's fine. Um, that is what... Uh, this year's Christmas special is called. Hasn't come out like the one that's about the, the one, one that's, that's coming out this year in December. Yeah, okay. is it has it been pushed off? No. So the other, just the other day, uh, Jodie Whittaker, Matt Smith, and David Tennant did um, like an interview together. Mm-hmm. It was this thing that I think BBC One put together. I could be very wrong on who put it together. Uh, but, like, they just answered a bunch of, like, random questions, fan questions. And uh, according to what Jody was saying, I think it's already filmed. Okay. So I could be wrong. So they should be able to get that out on time. But if it's not already filmed, that means then, like, the majority of it's already filmed then. Mm-hmm. So, like, they should definitely be on track to be able to release it this year. Um, Jack is supposed to be coming back. If I'm not mistaken, as a series regular for season 13. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's going to be called The Revolution of the Daleks. Uh... I guess it might have something to do with this, like, new Dalek that we met in, like, season 11. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I can show you what this Dalek looked like. Outside of the casing. I guess that's what it is. Armor. Oh, it's not. I don't think it's going to show you. You can see parts of its tentacles and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, the, the way that the doctor found out that it was, like, one of the original Daleks that left Scaro was for the fact that it, one, it was huge compared to what they normally like normally they're like yeah, little tiny octopus no this thing was huge um oh is this it no but yeah overall i i didn't like whitaker at first but she's one of those that will grow on you. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same way as, like, Capaldi went with me. Yeah. Like, again, there there are things that, like, I appreciate, like, to skip over the boring parts of, like, the companions learning who the character is. Mm-hmm. 
they just give them a bunch of adventures in between the shows. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I kind of hate that because then they reference it, and I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, but okay. Yeah, I don't. I feel like the whole point of like the companions' existence is not only to be like you know, like a lot of shows do with like Rick and Morty. With Morty, um, it's like you need an idiot there to like be present to be like whoa what's this so then they can explain to the idiot therefore they're not directly explaining to the audience um but i feel like the other function the companions always serve is to like be a new perspective on the doctor like you want the companions to go through the process of learning who the doctor is and all of like the the like sketchy details of the past and all that because like that is where you like truly see like who the doctor is, you know, from a real person's perspective. Yeah. Yeah, I think they have too many companions, but I see how the purpose of them. It's like... The... Like, you need to watch to understand, like, the purpose of why there's three. Mm-hmm. But, like... I don't know. Within the last season that, like, that's come out so far, it's season 12, the one companion, Yaz, which, again, you... Since you haven't watched it, you don't know who Yaz is. Yeah. But, I mean, it's it's the girl of the three. <laughs> um, Graham, the old guy, was talking to Yaz and was like, you've come such a long way from, like, when we first met, which was, like, in season 11. But, like, they, again, who knows how long they've actually known each other because of all the cuts in between. Mm-hmm. But... Graham was like, you act as if you're the doctor, though, blah, blah, blah. And, like, they that's what they talked to her about. Because, like, she seemed to, like, lose the sense of fear and just, like, does all this stuff. Yeah. And they were kind of like, you can't do everything the doctor can. The doctor can supposedly, like, change. Because, like, they never witnessed that. Mm-hmm. Like, the doctor can supposedly, like, change and keep living after they die. You only get to live once. Mm-hmm. And they're like, and the doctor has a time machine and everything, but, like... For some reason, Jodie Whittaker's doctor keeps stealing a whole crap ton of TARDISes. <laughs> and I just don't understand it. There's like nine TARDISes now just like roaming freely throughout like London. So does like, does she like keep going back to Gallifrey then to get more TARDISes? Tardi. <laughs> um, so after the master tells her to go back to Gallifrey to see what he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, she spends every single second she has that she's not with the companions going back to Gallifrey. Okay. So she's been spending a lot of time on Gallifrey lately. I feel like they kind of jumped the shark with Gallifrey. Like, it used to be, like, such a mysterious place that, like, you only ever talked about. You never really got to see. Mm-hmm. But then, like... Now, at this point, like, it's a major plot point in the show is Gallifrey. Oh, no. Back then, when they, like, first came out with it, you saw Gallifrey every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now it's just, like, like what you said. We see Gallifrey a lot, for one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the other thing that I don't really enjoy is the fact that, like... It took the entirety of, like, the new series for them to get Gallifrey back 
and like save Gallifrey from the Time War. Mm-hmm. And within one season, they destroyed Gallifrey completely all over again. Yeah. Which I kind of feel like is a slap in the face to like all the other doctors who like did so much work to get it back. Like they could have at least given it more time to be like, yeah, we're going to destroy it now. I always, I always appreciated the way they ended, um, the day of the doctor with Gallifrey, like, like they saved Gallifrey, but like only kind of, because like it was still alive, but it's kind of in like a frozen state, you know, in the picture. It's in like a pocket dimension. Yeah, so, like, it's not really saved, but, like, it is kind of saved. Because it, it just left such an air of, like, they, they, they like, saved Gallifrey. But also, like, it's still not going to be, you know, totally saved. Something very interesting is, I it's something that I was curious about. Because we the only time that we ever saw the Doctor go back to Gallifrey after the day of the Doctor was when Capaldi got there. But Capaldi broke through that like prison thing that they did the confession chamber dial yeah yeah he like he just broke out of that and got it was magically in gallifrey Mm -hmm. um but like they show you jody whitaker going to gallifrey and like what they actually need to do in order to get there so basically you need to start going through time yeah i think to the farthest end of time to, like, the edge of time, to where it all stops. Mm-hmm. But then you need to force the TARDIS to break off, like, out of the time zones. It's it's all a very complicated way for them to make it a plot point again, I feel like. I don't know. I, I always kind of liked... Um, obviously 10 was my favorite doctor. I've told you this before. Yeah. I've always kind of liked the self-contained way that 10 kind of existed, where there was an overall storyline, but, like, it would kind of just happen in the background of self-contained adventures. Like, like, you know, they, oh, like, the one where they got sent to the moon, you know, um, uh, with the Jadoon. And so... Like, that adventure existed on its own as a thing, but it ended up serving further to the, you know, storyline with the Master coming back mm-hmm. as, um, uh, Saxon. I really have to say, 10 and 11 were very, like, plot, story plot line driven. Mm-hmm. Uh, 12, not really. Capaldi really didn't have that, and Whitaker kind of also doesn't have that. I think they really tried with the Timeless Child, but again, Timeless Child kind of pissed me off. <laughs> but we're not we're not going to get into that. We'll get into that another time when, like, you have seen the Timeless Child, and then you could also be pissed <laughs> off with me. Um, I don't know. I think, as a whole for science fiction, Doctor Who is, like, just one of those shows that's, like, it can really go on forever. Yeah, I feel as though they've really put it into a format in which it can always continue. Well, uh, almost indefinitely, I'll say, um, because obviously they very well could do something that like ruins that ability. Um, but it's one of those shows that like it, it's done it before, and it definitely could do it again. Where even if it like were to get canceled, it could always get picked back up because like. You know, they could make it, like, a whole new series. Like, the new Doctor Who is very different from the old Doctor Who, but 
um, still like feels this like gives you the same like feeling from it. Yeah. It's funny going back and uh, I watched some of the really old episodes of Doctor Who, like like old episodes of the new Doctor Who. Oh, so like, like those episodes. like like nine and ten, and like it's funny because like the special effects that they had, like I feel like their budget originally is not as high as it is now, because like they really, I don't know. I felt like there was like they tried to avoid doing space age things as much as they could. Like they would have like like they would like be like these are like regular guns, but they fire uh, dolicanium bullets, <laughs> and it was like. That's kind of dumb, but um, I have to say I really enjoyed the writing on old episodes. Is some of my favorite. I'm not gonna name names, but some people that are still show writers today, who may or may not be the current showrunner, is mm-hmm. horrible at writing. Not very good, now. Hey, you want me to tell you something about The Timeless Child? What? It was written by that guy. You want me to tell you what they had in The Timeless Child? What? A countdown. <laughs> All those goddamn countdowns. Oh, no. I, um... So, obviously, I started rewatching um Community the other day. Because it was on... It's on Netflix now. And it was something easy I could download to watch on my car trip. Um, but... I have to say, I think Dan Harmon is by far one of my favorite writers. Because, like, and, like, I'll always say this, and I feel like people, like, know because there was a popular video that came out a little while ago about this, but it's very true, is that everybody loves Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty, though, as a show, overall, is not that great. The writing is just really good on it, because Dan Harmon's story circle that he patented is extremely well-written. Uh, you can write, watch a lot of cool videos on that and like, you know, but it, it follows the basic hero, hero's journey, you know, Yeah. where like they start out in one place and like it kind of goes on an adventure and there's like unco- discomfort and stuff. But in the end, the character grows, which is what's really important to good writing is that in the end, everything kind of goes back to normal, but not entirely. You know, you still got that little bit of um, growth and change in characters. Yeah. Um, but as far as he goes, though, I have to say I was a little disappointed by the most recent Rick and Morty season. I don't know if you watch Rick and Morty that often. Uh, I watched all the seasons that are available on Hulu. Yeah, so, um, the latest season, I think it was season four is the latest season. Uh, I always forget because it's hard to keep track because they have such long breaks in between seasons. Um, but like, I don't know. The first half was just okay. I enjoyed the second half a lot better because they did like they did it like five episodes came out last year like in the fall mm-hmm. slash winter, and then five episodes came out like a month or two ago. So back in like uh, I think it was like May June ish. Um, but. That said, I will always love Dan Harmon as a writer. Community was one of my favorite shows, you know. Mm-hmm. So. So, I'm looking at what comes out in July on, like, Disney Plus to see, like, if anything's interesting. 
Nothing on here with the exception of Hamilton looks like something that anyone would watch. See, the thing with um, Disney is that they have so much stuff that, that nobody own. would ever watch. Yeah. <laughs> the Incredibles 2 goes out on July 31st. Isn't it already on Netflix? Yeah, see, that's the reason why. So, they're still trying to pull things off of Netflix and stuff. Mm-hmm. Because it's, like, all tied up. Uh, it's all tied up in, like, different shows. Mm-hmm. Or not different shows, but, like, different streaming services. So, like, um, Star Wars, they didn't have all the Star Wars movies out for the longest amount of time because it was, like, wrapped up in different places. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Pirates of the Caribbean was also like that. Yeah, I, I remember I when I was going through and doing a rewatch, because um, that is my favorite film series ever, is Pirates of the Caribbean. I was doing a rewatch, and I wanted to watch On Stranger Tides, but um, it was tied up in a legacy deal, because Disney technically doesn't own the property on Stranger Tides. It's a, it's a book that they don't own. Um, Which one's on Stranger Tides? The one with the Fountain of Youth and Blackbeard. And there's, like, magic. There's a lot of magic in that one, I gotta say. I still have not seen the latest one, though, because I wanted to watch the other ones first, and so I held off watching it. So you're stuck. Yeah, I held off watching it. Well, it did come out, and I need to watch it, but the other day I watched, like, nine hours of Pirates movies, so I didn't uh, didn't get into um, On Stranger Tides. But I'm going to. I definitely will at some point. Maybe tonight. Let's search Johnny Depp real quick. Let's see what Johnny's doing. You're just going to get more results about his domestic dispute claims. Legal setback over Australian drug tests. Oh my god. What's he doing? Did somebody actually drug test him? Come on, you know Johnny Depp's on drugs. (laughs) We don't know that. I love how the Lone Ranger doesn't have a picture. Fear and loathing. You always forget about Johnny Depp that he also did things when he was young, too. I don't know why. I always... I feel like there was a time at which he didn't really do much. I remember watching... No, I started watching a movie, and then I never got to finish it because we... Uh, the class ended at at, a, at school. Uh, I think it was something in Benny... It was like the really young Johnny Depp. I'm trying. I'm trying to think, but like Johnny Depp played a mute. Um, I don't know. I'm a big fan of Johnny Depp uh, as an actor, even though like obviously he's a very strange, strange man. That you know definitely uh, doesn't have the cleanest record. <laughs> that was the first one. Yeah, that's the that's the first one. Which one would be the new one? Five or five. six? Five is the newest one. Oh, well, that I'm not looking for five. I'm looking for six, then. Oh, the one that they were, like, talking about releasing. He got cut out of it. Two new Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, uh, I read that after... They um, want to put a woman in his place instead of Jack Sparrow. I remember after he, there was the controversy with him and Amber Heard, whether he beat her or she beat him. Um, 
they cut him out. And so they had like a whole plan for what they were going to do. But the first one I heard was that they were going to have a like they were going to go back in time and have somebody play a young Captain Jack Sparrow. That wasn't I heard him. that. But uh, you said they're doing a woman now? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Because um, I'll... Oh. did you go on... I think it's called A Pirate's Life at Disney. The Pirates of Caribbean yeah, yeah, thing. I've been did on, you, I've... But did you go on it recently? Recently? Because no. they got rid of a lot of the Johnny Depp scenes and a woman's in his place instead. Really? Yeah. My thing with um, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Johnny Depp really makes those movies. Like I like, I honestly wouldn't watch them if he wasn't in them. You wouldn't watch it? No, I I like on like because like I love the movies, but I just I think that Captain Jack Sparrow is what makes those movies great. Like, even, obviously, there was a huge drop-off when Orlando Bloom and Kira Knightley stopped being in them. Uh, for, well, they were kind of in them, but not really. You know, they weren't main characters anymore. And I was like, hmm, not as good as it used to be. But Johnny Depp, not in the movie, I think would ruin it. Because, like, his personality in that is just, he's the idiot savant. Like, he does everything wrong, but always ends up on top somehow. All right, so it says here, Disney is currently working on two different Pirates of the Caribbean 6 films, but neither one of them is directly connected to the other. They're making two movies? No, so they're working on two different possible films for the number six. So, oh, so like they're still like... So I think they're still in the writing phase, and they have two different teams writing scripts. So they haven't, like, they, they, they're pretty much like kind of like doing a little workshopping with like what they want the idea to be, and they have like two... So basically what I understand is they're having two... They're like workshopping what the next movie's going to be, and they have two very distinct plots that they're thinking about. Right now it says most recently Disney recruited Craig Mazin uh, to co-write what's described as Pirates of the Caribbean reboot with Ted Elliott who was the co-writer of the first four movies. The best ones? <laughs> um, series producer Jerry Bruckheimer? Yeah. Uh, has been similarly vague about Johnny Depp's potential return as Captain Jack Sparrow, saying in a recent interview, we're not sure quite what Johnny's role is going to be, so we're going to have to see. As it turns out, a reboot's not the only version of Pirates of the Caribbean 6 in the works right now either. Let's see. An unexpected development. It's now being reported that Margot Robbie and her Birds of Prey writer, Christina Hudson, are reuniting for their own Pirates of the Caribbean 6 movie. That would be very interesting to see. I, I will say, even if Johnny Depp's not in it, I'll watch it, but I'm pretty sure I oh, but, like it. Oh, so at least they're doing this, though. So, like, their way is kind of different than... What, so, like, they're saying that the film is described as being as an, an entirely original take on Pirates of the Caribbean property. So I think their version of the movie might be, like, how Rogue One is a Star Wars story or, like, Solo is a Star Wars story. Mm-hmm. So it's still, like, within the realms of it, but theirs are, like... 
not going to be Johnny Depp's character specific. So it'll be something that's like a different story, but might have cameos or mentions of things that happen in the other pirate movies. Yeah, so like uh, Orlando Bloom, that's who played uh, Will. Will, right? He played Will Turner? Yeah. Like, they could probably make a movie with him because like they had that kind of tease at oh well you didn't watch it they they have a tease as an as an end credit scene that it's one of those things where it's like they could do something with it or they could leave it mm-hmm. uh so they could probably do something with that and just not involve johnny depp at all for that i'd be okay with that i'm not gonna lie i i like orlando bloom as well turner he, he does a good job um <laughs> as we've seen previously though uh vis-a-vis um uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> Teases at the end don't Ooh. always work out. <laughs> I feel like... So it's saying here that um, neither Johnny Depp or other familiar faces, so like Will Turner and Elizabeth Swan, from the first five entries will be sharing the screen with Robbie's Buccaneer. So I think this woman that we see in the ride yeah. at Disney, I feel like Margot Robbie is writing a movie for that woman. Okay. Um, for that woman's character, mm-hmm. which I wouldn't be opposed to that. That's that's different than what um, news would have been saying in the past, mm-hmm. where they were just going to replace completely and say like, give the middle finger to Johnny Depp and be like, no, you're done. Like she's making a completely different movie within the same franchise. My question is, why not Johnny Depp? Like, is he really doing that much currently? No. I I came to the realization that Johnny Depp, he does a lot of movies with Disney. I've never seen him make a movie without, like, it being a Disney-funded thing. Was, um, Charlie and Chocolate Factory is Disney, right? I don't know if if it is Disney, but I know, I think it's a Disney company. Let me search. Was that called Charlie and Chocolate Factory or Willy Wonka? Charlie and Chocolate Factory is the one with Johnny Depp. Willy Wonka is the one with Gene Wilder. Let's see here. Who's the company that made it? It was Well, Tim Burton is like completely connected with Disney only. This was as I say Tim it is the area in which era in which Tim Burton did all those Disney movies. Here, let's see. Owned by Kardashians. Film. Where would we go under for this? Uh, but speaking on this, as you're looking that up, would you say which uh, which version of? Uh, Willy Wonka slash Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is your favorite. Like, did you prefer the old one or the new one? Um, I honestly, ooh, this is kind of hard. So I enjoyed the first one, but at the same time, it's a classic. Uh, this new one with Johnny Depp, I also enjoyed. But at the same time, I feel like we lost a lot of, like, the fun, corny wackiness. Which is kind of odd to say, but, like, 
so with with Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Willy Wonka is like a guy with daddy issues. Mm-hmm. But in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, like Wonka is just a man that's like, I'm growing old and I'm going to die soon. And like I read things saying that like and I completely feel like these are just fan theories. Like, there's no way that anyone was like, yes, this is true. Mm-hmm. But, like, I read a lot that people are saying, like, Willy Wonka was actually really sick. Uh, and he was dying, and that's why he wanted to, like, move his legacy along, because he didn't want it to get just, like, owned by some random company. Yeah, I have to say, um, growing up, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory uh, always scared me. Like, like, everybody always says they were scared of the Oompa Loompas and Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, but I actually, I was less scared of the old version. And so, like, I feel like they're two very different takes on what the story is. See, because I feel the uh, original is way truer to Roald Dahl's vision of the, mm-hmm. of the what, like, the story was about. Um because it was very goofy and silly. Like, it was, it didn't take itself very seriously. But Tim Bur- Burton's vision, which was very Burton. It was very macabre. Um, it, you, you like, instead of being, like, weird, it's more, like, twisted. Like, instead of goofy, it's kind of, like... Dark. Dark, yeah. It's, like, a dark kind of weird. Um... So... Charlie and the Chalk Factory is owned by Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers, which they're owned. Are they owned by Disney yet? No. Warner Brothers is completely its own thing. Warner Brothers is like the lead competitor against Disney. Yeah. They own DC and everything. And you know, honestly, I don't think Warner Brothers will ever be owned by Disney. Because at that point, Disney would definitely be doing something illegal. Because like... Don't get me wrong. They're Monopoly now. <laughs> but if they get Warner Brothers, they own all the major franchises in entertainment. Well, yeah. They're, they have um, they have too much capital at this point, I'd say. They, they own way too much stuff. But I think the problem with that is, like, it's not like oil. You can't say that somebody has a monopoly on the entertainment market. It's just so hard to say that because, like, like there's like there, there's very vague terms about like what entertainment is and how you can own it. Like like obviously you could be like that's an oil monopoly because they own 98% of the oil in like the United States. But you can't be like that's an entertainment monopoly. They own all the funny things in the world. <laughs> so like I had this conversation with Nanan. Um So the thing with because we were talking about different streaming services. Mm-hmm. And, like, we can get into that after this. But, like, the thing with Disney, right? Yeah. Disney kind of did this thing where they shifted everyone, like, all of society's, like, focus of, like, entertainment mm-hmm. to be superhero-oriented. Yeah. And, like, what I mean by that is, like, 15 years ago, no one... No one cared about superhero movies. Yeah. Like, sure, they probably take their kids to it, but, like, not there were n- not many adults who were like, yes, I'm going to go see a superhero movie. Yeah. But then they started the MCU, and, like, that kind of jump-started everything for everyone to be like, yeah, I, this is it. 
you like 15 years later you see people waiting in lines outside of theaters to get in to see Endgame. People like quitting the internet entirely for like a month so that they didn't get spoiled anything for Endgame. Like it's crazy to think about how much power Disney has over the market on like movies. Yeah, and then like then you look at Warner Brothers who owns DC. And like they've been making superhero movies forever and like don't get me wrong fox did really well they were one of the first people to like actually start making movies at least from marvel movies Mm -hmm. um universal attempted with the hulk but the hulk didn't stick Mm -hmm. uh and for a while x-men was like the thing to be like excited about superhero wise yeah uh, looking back now, those movies aren't good. But at the time, I remember, like, growing up watching them, I thought they were, like, amazing. Yeah, I feel as though, like, the X-Men had some real strong points and some real low points. Um... I have to say, I think the best X-Men was started with X-Men First Class. Because, like... X-Men First Class stayed pretty true to, like, the X-Men team. Mm-hmm. And it was very much an origin story. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't, like, a boring origin. Uh, Wolverine Origins? That was bad. Yeah. I have to say, I, I, I never really, when I was younger, I didn't, I wasn't big on the X-Men movies. Um, I liked the Fantastic Four movies when I was growing up. The, the only real, like, uh, X-Men movie I was real big on when it came out was uh, Logan. I really enjoyed Logan. I did like Logan. Um, but I really don't know, because, like, Logan was kind of supposed to, like, start a new era of X-Men-type movies. But I don't know with it now being a property of... Um, Marvel's going to reboot it completely. Yeah, that's what I was kind of assuming. The only one that's staying the same is uh deadpool well yeah because they were that was already mostly them right no who was doing deadpool that was fox that was fox uh but yeah deadpool is they're keeping deadpool the same they're letting ryan reynolds do people are enjoying what he's doing they're they're working out well which is going to be um disney's first time doing a live action rated r movie yeah, because uh, I, I know Multiverse of Madness is supposed to be rated R, but obviously that hasn't come out yet. Um, let me think this through. Uh, sh- okay, so the Wolverine movie I was talking about is The Wolverine, which is actually the, the Wolverine and Logan originally were supposed to be back-to-back movies. But then they got a new uh, writer, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. They got a new writer halfway through and they kind of just restart writing the script mm-hmm. because um it's the Wolverine and Logan were supposed to be um kind of written based off of the death of Wolverine comic book line okay which I have one of the comics when it was released but I was kind of behind uh the train I guess 
when it was leaving the station. Yeah. So let me see here. I think I, I have this one. I think this is the fourth one. Third one. This is the third out of four. Um, and we see a lot of that storyline in The Wolverine, mm-hmm. which is when he's in Japan. Yeah. Um, and Logan was supposed to be the aftermath of The Wolverine. And it still was, but they kind of like changed the story a bit. And, like, centered it around all of X-23 and stuff. And X-23 really wasn't a big part of uh, the Death of Wolverine comic line, if at all. Yeah. Um, see, here's here's the end scene from the comics. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of just like the adamantian just keeps finding its way out and kind of just turns his body into adamantium. Uh, which, again, different than the movie. Yeah. Uh, by a lot. In the movie, the adamantium just, like, poisons him to death. Uh, but yeah, no. Going back to the conversation I had with Nanan, we were talking about, um, so there's the DC Universe streaming service. Yeah. Which him and I actually re-bought the subscription for. <laughs> Um, but the thing is, we were talking, and I was like, a lot of the shows that are in DC Universe, they, like, Warner Brothers needs to make a decision to either keep their exclusives, like, an actual exclusivity, mm-hmm. or just combine it with HBO Max. Because HBO Max is owned by Warner Brothers as well. Yeah. Because, like, all those exclusive shows that were made just for the DC Universe streaming platform... Mm-hmm. You can watch on HBO Max. Yeah. Um. And at first he didn't understand what I meant by that. And he was like, no, blah, blah, blah. But now he understands. And I was like, it's basically if we took Disney Plus. Like, Disney took Disney Plus and I was like, we're taking Marvel completely out of this. We're going to give Marvel its own streaming service. Yeah, it's just a lot of wasted, you know. And then, like, let's space. look at this. There's... I'm just checking see if Boomerang streaming service. Like Boomerang is also owned by Warner Brothers. Yeah. And like they have their own streaming service. Let's see how much this is. Watch free for a week, but what's your price? Forty dollars a year. Which obviously is less than other streaming services, but it's but like such realistically, a... so you're going to pay forty dollars to watch those cartoons. You're going to pay seventy five dollars to watch DC, and then you're going to spend. Let me see. Search calculator. Let me quickly do the math here. Fourteen ninety nine times twelve because you can't really do it yearly. Yeah. Plus six percent. That's a lot. That's not what it was supposed to be. Let's try that again. That was sixty percent. Times twelve equals plus six percent. A hundred and ninety dollars just for HBO Max. Yeah. 
So you add that plus your 75 plus your 40. You're going to spend like three, $400. Cause like if you also include all their other streaming platforms, mm -hmm. like, I don't know if I know for a fact, none of them are worth more than like $20. Their other ones, they're like smaller streaming platforms. Mm hmm. But I know with all the little ones that they have combined, it could be upward to 400 at the max. So it's like, they should just do what Disney did and just combine it all. But then Nanon was like, DC Universe also has comic books. But then again, Marvel does comic books with Marvel Unlimited. Mm -hmm. um, you could stream as many comic books as you want. You pay a monthly fee. Like, they could do that. Or they could just be like okay so you get a free dc universe if you spend an extra four or five dollars a month on the hbo max and make dc universe just the comics if you really want the comic books but like then again like our generation still would rather read like a graphic novel over reading it on the screen mm -hmm. and i can't speak very well for like older generations but i don't think many of them would prefer to read it on a screen yeah either. um i i feel as though in the modern era there are way too many streaming services anymore like if you want to be able to watch all of like the stuff you enjoy it's so spread out over streaming platforms that like if i like if anybody if somebody was like okay pick like any streaming service that has a show you enjoy watching and would like to be able to watch at any time, I'd end up buying, like, you know, like, $100 a month worth of streaming services because, like, HBO Max has South Park. Um, they have Futurama on Hulu. They have uh, Community on Netflix. And, I'm like, all these shows I have to spread out over all the platforms and then, like, I can't watch any of them unless I pay for every single streaming service. And honestly, I think we're going to end up getting back to the point of cable, where you just end up paying a flat rate and getting all the streaming services again. <laughs> my, um, my personal opinion as far as comic books go, too, is I would definitely rather read a print comic book. I'm honestly not very big on Marvel Comics. I find that DC Comics are way better than Marvel Comics. So... This is a whole topic in its own. So, let's search DC Comics New Heroes real quick. Because this is something that's been bothering me about DC. So, with the DC Rebirth, they created 10 new DC superheroes. This is... Is this it? No, it's not. New Heroes comic line. Right, I don't think we're going to find it that way. Maybe New Age of Heroes. But anyway, they created a character that I enjoyed a lot. And his name was Sideways. So Sideways is basically the DC version of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Minus 
Spider-Man. Like, everything that made Spider-Man Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So, like, he has all the same powers when it comes to, like, super strength and everything. But, like, this kid is a Hispanic kid who... His mom is, like, a junkie and I think got killed, if I remember correctly, in the comic book line. Mm-hmm. And, like, his line was only, like, 13 comics long. And then they cancel him. And he was one of the best-selling out of, like, all the New Age comics that they made. Yeah. Uh, and with, like, his character, his entire line was, like, learning... Like, in a way, learning to cope with the fact that his mother died. But he was searching for revenge for so long. Yeah. But then it was kind of like a... I'm better than this kind of thing. Yeah, he kind of realized that, like, what does he really want to do? Yeah, and, like, it was a really good storyline. The other characters that, like, came out during this, like, lineup that he came out with... Uh, I have no clue. I've never heard of any of them. Well, no, I did. Because they talk about them a little bit at the end of each comic book. All, like, all the different people. But let me try to find... But they canceled all of the... All of the new characters. Mm -hmm. Let's see. The New Age of Heroes. New heroes also something else i never like realize is how quickly time has been going all right so (laughs) there's a character called damage the silencer there's sideways the terrifics the curse of brimstone the immortal men new challengers and the unexpected so these all came out in 2018. Uh, a lot of them ended in 2018. Mm-hmm. It looks like... Oh, the Terrifics look like they're still going. Which it appears to be that they're the only one that's still running. Oh, and these were all people that already existed so they're not actually like new age characters mm-hmm. so all the other ones were new characters that dc like thought up and they're just done now i mean honestly i feel like i feel like the comics overall like like the comic scene overall is kind of running out of ideas like they keep just like pitching characters and then like just throwing them away like real quick <laughs> I mean, yeah. I just think like they they they're like desperately trying to find something that sticks, and I they're just not finding anything interesting enough to stick anymore. That or they're just I, I don't know, man. They like. I think they need to go back to the roots of like all the characters. Well, wasn't that what um the the. Uh, the rebirth the rebirth storyline was trying to do what rebirth did was a get rid of everything that happened in the new 52 mhm which was pretty much the late 90s slash early 2000s to like 2015 2016 mhm so like a decade worth of comic book line they got rid of mhm yeah it... 
And, like, in the new 52, they got rid of, like, normal Wally West, which was, like, a ginger teenager kid. Mm-hmm. They, like, got rid of him. So, like, with the new 52, they brought Barry Allen back. They actually brought Barry Allen back with um, the Flash Rebirth. The Flash Rebirth was a comic line that Jeff Johns made. Yeah, I, I, I read some of those. Um, and then they made Flashpoint, and then they made Rebirth shortly after all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but with all of that, they really just... I don't know. They, I feel like it was more of a plot device to be able to bring in uh, the Watchmen since they, like, acquired the Watchmen as characters. Yeah. And they wanted to start, like, releasing content for them again. And it was a way to bring back the original Wally West because, it, to be honest, I don't think the new Wally West jived well. I think it was, like, people didn't appreciate that they, like... It's one thing if you make a new speedster, mm-hmm. but, like, for diversity's sake, they just turned Wally West into, like, a black kid. Mm-hmm. And then just never, like, acknowledged the original Wally West, and it made a lot of people upset. Like, they just kind of, like, they kind of added diversity in without making a, like... Like, see, like, diversity is great, but if you're going to do diversity, make it a diverse original character with, like his own story, his own motivations. You can't just be like... Like, that was the thing with when J.K. Rowling kept doing all those things, is, like, just taking an established character and making them black doesn't make the character diverse. They have to represent the community that Mm -hmm. you place them in and, like, you know, be able to, like, show the problems in society that, like, would require the diversity. Yeah, they... a, A lot... And, like, a lot of people are just upset, like... First off, there was a lot of people that said things like what you just said. Mm-hmm. But there was a lot of people that were, like, again, they were upset because, A, they took a character that already existed and then just, like, changed the character completely yeah. and never acknowledged the original. And the other thing was, like, they could have easily just made this new Wally West into a new original character. Yeah. Because, like, original Wally West... Um, I don't think he was related to, like, anyone that the Flash was dating. I don't think so. Because I don't think Iris West actually existed in the comic books until the show came out. Maybe she did. (laughs) Showcase 44. No, ooh, maybe she did. Let's see. I could be very wrong now. I'll accept if I'm wrong. Actually, I think I know what happened. West Rebirth. Let's see if I'm correct with this. Maybe Rebirth is not the one I'm looking for. What's the one? New 52. No, interesting. I don't know then.
Because Wally West is Iris's brother. Mm-hmm. But they didn't change Iris at all. Iris is still a white girl. <laughs> oh, well, apparently she's black in the comic and no one knows. They did not do a very good job she's, then. She's very light-skinned. Like, honestly, she, she looks like it. she could just be, like, tan And I think this is the newer lighting. one. I think this is the newer, like, she the does, now age. She does not look black at all. No, this one's the now age. No, it just, I don't know. Like, I look, don't think look they... at this. Someone, someone fixed it. <laughs> I don't know. It's, I don't, I don't understand. And I don't think I ever will on why they, like, do things like this. Yeah. But here's the thing. So if Iris is supposed to be, is supposedly black in the comics now, which she really doesn't look at. Yeah. Um, that means they also changed Iris West in the recent years mm -hmm. because she, she definitely started out as a white woman. Yeah. Because that means Wally was related to Iris when Iris came out. Mm hmm Which, I mean, I guess they at least still keep that continuity. And I guess that's probably why we got that new Wally West in the new 52. But even then, like, they could have just made a new love interest. And just yeah. not ex not acknowledge the West family at all. Mm-hmm. Would you look at that one? I don't think we need to. <laughs> there, is that better? It's much better. Oh. See, this, this sums up everything right here. This picture right there. Do you know what this is? Um, like, what do you mean do I know what this is? Do you know what this picture is telling you? No. So, in Rebirth, this is Wally West's new co new costume. Yeah. And, like, he got reintroduced in the Rebirth line mm -hmm. in this costume, which is his original. But the thing was, they, like, erased Wally West completely in the New 52. But for, like, I think 15 years, Wally West was the Flash and Barry Allen just didn't exist. Yeah. And so, like, this is Wally West holding both of these costumes. Like, guess none of this ever happened in this... <laughs> in reality. That's what this picture is. Like, literally his entire life is gone. Yeah. And they show, like, him finding everything. This was my introduction to Impulse. I'm sorry. I, I'm skipping around now. This was in the New 52. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoyed this version of Bart Allen. Do you know who Bart Allen is? Yes. I want to see Bart Allen in the comic books. Not the comic books. The Actually, yeah, in the comic books and in like TV shows and shit. I enjoy Bart. This might be Bart now. And I don't like this costume design at all. <laughs> I don't like Bart as this, as this costume. Oh, look who they were going to have be Bart. <laughs> Do you know who that is? Yeah. We all know you know who that is. Yeah. 
But, you know, I like this costume. I thought this costume suited him very well. Yeah. But now they changed it to, like, this type of bullshit. <laughs> like, a lot better of a costume. Oh, no. I, I like the costume they gave him in... Um... What is this called? Uh, Young Justice. Mm-hmm. I liked his costume here. But yeah, no. I don't know how we got on onto this. Talk about costumes. There's a lot of there's a lot of very long and uh, loosely connected strings of thought that we've gone through here. This is a very stream of consciousness. Yeah, it is. Um, what a great way to start our podcast series. Yeah, you know. It's a first. It's the first podcast. We didn't really have notes set out. Next time we can write some notes out for what we want to get to. I still have to. the notes for what our first podcast was supposed to be before COVID started. Oh yeah, and we'll have to maybe 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 we'll look at those for the next episode. I guess we don't even have a name for this podcast. We haven't named it yet, no. How about we figure that out now, and we're just gonna leave this part in too. Leave this part in. Yeah, because you know what. Let's be honest. Podcasts, you don't need to edit out. The only reason why we edit out the chicken podcast, which, by the way, if you got to this and you don't know about our other podcasts, it's great. Aiden, why don't you tell them about our podcast? So, if you're a big fan of chicken sandwiches and or students and or cars, boy, do I have the podcast for you. Uh, the podcast is Students Eat Chicken Sandwiches in cars it's a wonderful podcast um we produce uh well i mean we're not really consistent with our schedule as far as that goes but um it's it is me uh aiden uh anthony my friend anthony over here that is uh, me and our other friend adam the three of us we go we get a chicken sandwich from somewhere that does takeout has to do takeout or drive through or whatever sometimes fast food sometimes local restaurants you know, whatever we can get our hands on. Um, and then we take it, uh, and we'll just sit in a parking lot somewhere, and we'll eat the sandwiches in the car, and then we'll discuss our thoughts on the sandwiches. We have a bunch of different, you know, um, a bunch of different rating systems set up, you know, grading scales, discussions of what the sandwich tastes like, how it is. Um, so, yeah, that's our, that's our chicken sandwich podcast, which is... Wonderful. You should go check that out. We also have a video aspect. Yes. Uh, on YouTube. If you want to watch us eat the chicken sandwiches, it's kind of like a mukbang style. Very strange. But if you enjoy that, hey, that's you. You have fun with that. It's all you. Um, so you can catch us on YouTube, uh, on Jukebox Tony. Uh, nah, we... it's, I think it's just... Or Jukebox Productions. Um, so you can catch us there for the videos. And as far as the podcast is concerned, you can find us on... We are on... Uh, we're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can also catch us on SoundCloud. Uh, I think that is also... I think that's under our name. I think it's under Soon-T Chicken Sandwiches. Yeah, it is. Um... So, if you like chicken sandwiches, you should come check out the podcast. It's real good. All right. So, involving the name of of our 
podcast this one. I mean, we can just go with the word jukebox and just throw podcast behind it since it's just random ass stuff. It is a option. Students discuss. No, no, no. It should be students discuss uh, topics in a podcast. No, that's too much. <laughs> that's too much. We can't keep going with students, man. Someday we're not going to be students. True that. Um. Because no offense, I could see us doing like this podcast for a longer run than us doing that podcast right there. Very true. Very true. Um. I don't know. Uh, I do feel like something just like jukebox podcast or something like that. Actually, that kind of fits because like a jukebox has like all the different songs in it and you just kind of like go to a song and we just kind of go to topics, you know? Yeah, it does fit. Okay, so we'll be the jukebox podcast. Look, you know what that means? What? If we ever do a video version, it makes more sense to be on the channel than this. That's true. Yeah, it does. This is... So here's the reason... I'm going to leave this in, too. Here's the reason why Students Eat is on the Jukebox um, uh, YouTube channel. Yeah. Uh, I really didn't want to make an all-new channel and make all-new cover art and everything for this... For specifically students eating chicken sandwiches yeah plus i spent too much time in my opinion doing thumbnails and cover art for that yeah than what i wanted to yeah so i wasn't gonna take the time to actually build a whole like uh, youtube page and channel for a stupid podcast about actually great podcast it's an amazing no no so he says stupid uh it's not stupid as in, like, I don't know where I'm going with this. I feel like you, the, I feel like the route you were going down is it's not stupid in practice. It's stupid in uh, idea. So, like, we, we don't, it's not bad the way we do it, but it's bad as a concept. So <laughs> it's, it's really random. It's really weird and random. We just kind of wanted to do it one day because everybody kept talking about the goddamn chicken sandwich over at um popeyes popeyes even though we haven't reviewed that one yet fun fact we never talked about this in any of the episodes of students eat chicken sandwiches in cars so you guys whoever listens to this podcast will be the first people to uh, understand this so the way we filmed this was uh the first episode we ever filmed which was the wendy's episode we filmed in early january yeah of this year 2020 and we didn't release it until three weeks ago, which was in, like, mid-June. And the second episode, which has never been released yet at all, was um, at Blaze and Jay's, which might be the next one I release. I don't know. It depends on which one I edit next. Uh, that one hasn't been released at all. That we did in, like, April. Mm-hmm. And then we just hit the ground running and started recording all these other episodes. Yeah, I mean, we had a time period where because of um, the virus shutdown, we wanted to like get together and do the podcast, but you know, obviously all the sit-in restaurants were closed, so everybody was doing takeout, which was nice because you know we could just get takeout and eat it in the car and discuss the sandwiches. So we were like, we got nothing better to do. How about we just record the podcast? Yep. So that's that's where we are now. 
<laughs> uh, if you would like to listen to us, we are currently going to be on Apple Podcasts. Uh, we are going to try to get on to Google Podcasts. Uh, we will also be found on SoundCloud under what name yet? We do not know because we need to make a new SoundCloud account so we don't have them run because they have different RSS feeds. Uh, yeah. But as soon as we figure that, we will let you know. But if you found us without us letting you know, congratulations. You did something no one else could accomplish. Congratulations. Woo! So that is going to be it for the Jukebox podcast today. Woohoo. We are your hosts, Anthony and Aiden. We yep. will be uh, talking with you guys very soon. Probably not. We don't know when we're going to record this next. Yep, this could be released months after we <laughs> recorded it. How about this? The current date is June 29th. It is... Monday, June 29th, the year 2020. Mm-hmm. If this is, uh, let me think, six months from now. If this is January 2021, don't be surprised. <laughs> it seems to be a theme with us to wait about six months to release stuff. So Just lazy. Good on us. <laughs>